Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Great. All right. Well, we're going to get into the Word of God this morning. I've got, got a real word that God's put on my heart. And so um, we're going to pray. And uh, I just encourage you this morning just to open your heart to whatever the Lord wants to say to you. And I'm going to pray that my words will be His words and that He'll be the one who's speaking in this room this morning. Welcome to everyone who's joining us online this morning as well. Great to have you with us. And our prayers the same for you, that God will just meet you where you are and that you'll get to hear Him speaking today. So why don't you pray with me this morning. Father, we just thank you that uh, you are good, Lord. We've sung this morning, you're worthy of it all. And uh, we give you all the glory, Father, as we, as we look at our lives, as we see your goodness, Father, as we know what you've done for us, Lord. We just declare your goodness in this place this morning, Father. And you're over every situation. God, you're not a God who is weak. You are not a God who is inactive. And there's people here today who are desperately looking for you to break into their situations. And so we partner together, we gather together here today and join with one another to encourage one another and say yes and amen to all the things that you're doing and you're gonna do, Father. And we give you thanks. As we come to your word this morning, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be the one who speaks. Help our minds just to fix on you the things of you and our hearts to be open to what you wanna say this morning. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles with you, come with me to 2 Timothy 3. How many people know that there are some passages in Scripture that are a little depressing? I'm going to take you to one of those passages this morning. All right. So stay with me. 2 Timothy 3. It'll come up on the screen as well. It says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have No self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. I told you it's an encouraging passage, isn't it? (laughs) I want to speak to you today on the topic of power for living, powerful living. And when we look at this passage here, I want you to see this. Paul was writing to Timothy, who was a church leader. He was talking about behaviours. He, he gave us this list of behaviours. If you think that list sounds bad, read this in the message version, okay? <laughs> but in amongst that list of ungodly behaviours, We see this line in here. It says they will act religious, but they will reject God's power that could make them godly. 
And it's easy to read a passage like this, right, and think, oh, that's for all the people out there. Like, what a terrible world we live in, all those sinners, right? But I'm not sure that's how Paul intended it, and I don't believe that's how God intends it either. Maybe, just maybe, there's something in here for you and I. Even though maybe you just read it and you were thinking about the person next to you, they really need to hear this this morning. Or that friend of yours. Maybe God's got something in this that is for us. Paul's writing to Timothy as a church leader. This is, this is not just for the people out there. This is for people in the church also. And so I hope we can have our hearts open this morning. William Booth, who was the man that started the Salvation Army, made this amazing quote. He died in 1912. So way back, he made this, he said this, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, Forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, heaven without hell. Isn't that a great quote? I think that is the age we are living in. I think he summed it up really well. You know, when I was growing up, my mum used to take me to church and uh, it wasn't a church like this. It was... uh, a blue stone building with a steeple and um, the average age probably was about 107 Um, and there were wooden pews and I have memories, legitimate memories, not just turning up for you, of every Sunday my cheeks getting pulled and uh, my favourite bit about church was getting the glass communion cups and trying to make farting noises. But it was very different church to this. And uh, she took me to church for many, many years. I was the oldest child in our family and I consider that actually to be a great honour. But it was actually 20 years later uh, that I first heard about the Holy Spirit. And I first learnt that God's presence actually dwells within a believer. And this this rocked my world. This completely changed my world. You see, God was opening my eyes to the more of who he is and his heart for the life of a believer. And maybe today this is sounding really crazy to you, like as we talk about the Holy Spirit and announcements have been about Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been going to church for a while and you've never heard about this power that God actually releases over the life of a believer so they can fulfil the plans and purposes that he has for for them. But this is a a bit of an intro for you today. If you're new to church today uh, or if you've never heard about the Holy Spirit before, I'm going to give you the express teaching on the Holy Spirit, okay? This is the five-minute turbo version. And if you need more than this, which we all do, Head to Alpha after church, get your free lunch, and then come back at five to find out how you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let me give it to you quick. As Christians, we believe that the Bible teaches us that God exists as one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see this in Scripture, 
It sounds difficult for people to get their heads around at times. That's because it is. This is who God is. And so God the Father is our all-knowing God. He is all-powerful. He is present everywhere. And you and I are actually created in His image. This is what we see when man was first created. If you don't know about this, about your identity, that you are created in God's image. Jesus is the Son, the Son of God. The Bible says the world was created through Jesus, that he came to earth, he lived, he died on a cross, he rose again and he returned to heaven. And the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Spirit of God has always been present in Genesis when we see God creating the world. The scriptures say that the Spirit of God was there present, hovering over the waters as God began to shape the world. As we read through scripture, we come to the Old Testament and we see that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, would come and rest on people for certain seasons and certain um, things that God wanted to do, specific purposes. I'll give you an example from 1 Samuel 10. It says, When Saul and his servant arrived at Gibeah, they saw a group of prophets coming toward them. Then the Spirit of God came powerfully upon Saul, and he too began to prophesy. So these were short-term encounters where God released his spirit over people to empower them for certain things. But the spirit didn't stay. We also see in the Old Testament that God's presence, the Holy Spirit, could only rest physically on earth in certain places. These were places that were prepared perfectly for his presence, places that were set apart for God's presence. God is holy and perfect in every way. He cannot come into anything unclean. He can only rest in sacred places. So one of those places was a place called the holiest of holies in the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was like this big tent marquee set up. And inside the tabernacle set apart from the other spaces was one room where a priest could go only once a year into the presence of God on earth. And they had to be so prepared to even go into God's presence. They literally would have bells sewn to the bottom of their garments and they would have a rope tied to their foot so that if they died in the presence of God, that people could drag them back out without having to go in there. Is that next level or what? These priests would draw lots at whose turn it was to go in. Can you imagine being like, Dad, well, it's my turn today. Kids uh, may see you, may not see you also. Another place was in what's called the Ark of the Covenant, which was another place that God specifically said, I want you to build this. It will be perfect in every way. He gave every detail and he dwelt in the centre of the Ark of the Covenant. So God could only rest in these places. In the New Testament, we see that Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
we see that Jesus actually released the power of the Holy Spirit over the disciples so that they could minister in God's power also. When Jesus died on the cross, he told the disciples to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit because he knew that a follower of Jesus was going to need the Holy Spirit to live the life that God was calling them to. So after Jesus died and rose again, he sent his spirit. This happened at Pentecost. As many of us know, this is the first time that the Holy Spirit came in a way that not only did it rest, it stayed. This was the first time believers were indwelt by the power of God. And the reason for this is that the blood of Jesus that was spilt on the cross was an acceptable payment for our sin. And so when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, the work that was done on the cross, when we believe that that is enough to wash us clean, then God sees us in the righteousness of Jesus. He sees a clean and acceptable resting space for His presence and His presence comes and indwells us. So if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is resting in you, I want you to hear this. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus has purchased our forgiveness, He's purchased our freedom, and He's made a way for God to be able to come to us. In 1 Corinthians 3, it says that we actually become a temple of the Holy Spirit. There's some good looking temples in the room, amen? <laughs> Just turn to your neighbour and say, That's you. That's you. So I want you to hear this. God is not a distant God. If you're a follower of Jesus, He could not be closer to you. If you struggle with being alone or thinking that God is this God who's far off, that He's set apart, that He just watches over creation, God could not be closer to us. Our God is in us. And He's equipped us so that we don't have to battle through life, but He's empowered us to live in victory. This is the life that He has for us. God's not limited to uh, the natural or physical places, and therefore, in His power, we're not limited to those things either. God is a God of the impossible. He empowers us to be people of the impossible in His grace and power. All right, how's that for Express? Yeah? you still got to come to Alpha. Like, it'll be far better. Yeah, Tam's like, you're stealing it, Dan. So the problem we face today is not, is not to do with equipping new Christians to understand the work of the Spirit. Sure, we have to do those things better. The problem we face today is that mature followers of Jesus are living powerless Christianity. This was never God's intention. I want you to hear this. There is no way that God had a plan that we would come to Him, receive all His work, His grace, His forgiveness, His mercy, and then go on to continue in life in our own strength. God's got more for us than that. And so I want you to hear, this is as gentle as I can put it. This may be you. This may be me that we are the ones, we may have been in church for 20 years or more, we may be the ones who are living this powerless Christianity. 
I want you to hear this, and it's not God's heart for us. In Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you will receive power, dynamite power. Why would he use this word if he didn't mean power, right? Are our lives marked with power? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I saw this um, street interview on Instagram recently and they were asking people, like they were approaching people and asking, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? I thought it was was interesting. Maybe just turn to the person next to you real quick. If you could have one superpower, what superpower would it be? Quick, you got five seconds. Some people have this worked out. You're like, yes, this is my moment. Have we got it worked out? Don't let this be the only thing you work out today at church. All right? Well, in the interview that I was watching, uh, some people wanted human, superhuman strength, like the fit people that were stopped. They're like, I'd love to be stronger, right? Anyone want superhuman strength? Okay, let's see what the most popular is. Um, some people wanted invisibility. Yeah, there's some people. I worry about you people. Why, like, why do you, what do you want to do with that? I feel like that's just a creepy superpower. Just repent, we'll find one that's more holy. By far the most popular superpower was the ability to fly. Yeah? Okay. We're in unity here today. Who who would love that? Yeah, right. Okay. Now, where am I going with this? All right, I hope I haven't lost you. Okay. Okay. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? It was power. He didn't say you'll be able to fly when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That'd be cool. Don't know what the purpose would be. He didn't say, you know, you're going to get superhuman strength. Like, can can God make all that stuff happen? For sure. Maybe that's part of power. Maybe just power is better. He said, you will receive power. And in this context in particular... He declared that the power was so that we can be witnesses. And so witnesses are people who tell of what they've seen and what they've experienced. And he said, you will be my witnesses right from here to the ends of the earth. That covers everything, right? Wherever you're going, you're going to be my witnesses. The problem is this. When we don't live in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are terrible witnesses, We don't. We don't witness. If anything, it gets worse than that. We become terrible representations of Jesus. We misrepresent Jesus. I want you to hear this today. The world does not need more misrepresentations of Jesus. They have seen enough. Priests that have done terrible things, violence that's occurred in God's name. 
just judgmental, horrible Christians. Don't nudge the person next to you. (laughs) Self-righteous Christians who just walk around thinking they've got it all worked out and they're better than everyone else. Christians that actually live no different to the rest of the world. Where is the fruit? Where is the evidence of the work of God? And here's the thing, Jesus was none of those things. That's why it's a terrible representation of Jesus. But this is what the world gets at times, often. I believe that the world needs an encounter with the real Jesus, the true Jesus. And here's the news for you, hot tip, he's not here. We are, right? We have become the representation of Christ on earth. And how do we do it? Empowered by God's Spirit. The world needs to encounter Spirit-filled, Spirit-empowered, Spirit-led followers of Jesus who show the world who He is. Amen? You know, um, it is no newsflash for you either. Sometimes here at Hope Community, things get weird, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, and um, I never thought I'd be leading a weird church, but I am, and, and I love it. I bless it in Jesus' name. Um, you know, people get miraculously healed here. Yeah. That could be a new thing for you, right? People walk in one way, they leave another way because of the power of God. That happens regularly. We, we've got lists and lists of people, even from this year, who have been healed as they've come to this place. Um, Sometimes people shake, sometimes people speak in different languages, sometimes people wave flags when we sing worship, Um, sometimes people come into our church and it is weird and they just walk into it and I want you to hear this, I say great, great, if it is the power of God at work, I say amen, this place should be different. If God is here moving among us, if we are moving in the power of the Spirit, great. This is what people actually need to encounter. If they're coming in here and they leave thinking that's no different than anything else I see in the world, just some nice people sometimes pretending to put a happy face on. They've got really good coffee though. (laughs) Then we're getting it wrong. We are getting it wrong. People come into this place and they feel God's love. They feel God's presence. I talk to people, they don't even have words to describe it at times because they don't know what it is. They can just feel something in this place. People have told me God is alive in this place. I can feel God's aliveness in this place. People will cry all the time in this place. We love that. Just let it go, Lord. Why are they crying? Because God is touching their heart. And often they need healing or there's things in there that need to come out. Some people walk straight in the door and they just bawl their eyes out the whole time. Sometimes that's me. (laughs) People will dance because God has filled them with joy. People will raise their hands in worship because they have encountered God's goodness. They are giving him praise. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2. 
He says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Isn't that great? The world doesn't need another just great show, articulate people that make people feel good. The world needs to see Jesus living and moving and changing lives. There is enough human wisdom out there. All right, when we don't move in the power of the Holy Spirit, then we miss out on the good things that God has for us. So I'm going to do some more teaching here. I want to show you some of the roles of the Holy Spirit we see in Scripture. I could do a message on every single one of these. Today I'm going to do it in two seconds. Amen? Amen. Number one, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. We need God's grace, the power of His Spirit to actually see where we are, our need for a Saviour. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the seal of salvation. The Holy Spirit helps us to know God. The Holy Spirit helps us to know truth. Let's face it, we need truth. There's a conspiracy theory for everything these days. We need to know truth. Amen. We need to keep our eyes fixed on truth. The truth is Jesus and it's found in God's Word. The Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter and our guide. I love this. People ask me all the time, can you really feel uh, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I say yes and amen. They say, are you sure about that? Is that just completely subjective? Let me give you one example. In Acts 8, it literally says, verse 29, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. If you know the story, Philip is obedient. He goes over he tells this person about Jesus. This person says, this is amazing. Let's, let's baptise me right now. There's some water. Let's do it. He gets baptised. Then in the power of the Holy Spirit, God just whisks him away. There's a superpower. Like, that's sick. After church, I'd just be like, God, take me to the surf. It's on. The Holy Spirit gives us eternal life. Romans 8 teaches us that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. You do not have to have any fear of death. The power of God raises us to life eternally with Him. That's a great thing. This life is so quick compared to all of eternity with God. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts. This is a really fun bit. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to serve God's plans and purposes and His people. And they can be really cool things, the gift of healing. Amazing. The Holy Spirit produces fruit. If the Holy Spirit is in you, there will be evidence 
of the Holy Spirit in your life, love, joy, peace, patience, you will be able to see. If you're lacking some of those things, get more Holy Spirit. Amen? We should be these massive fruit trees, right? That's what a holy person looks like. But here's the thing. We slip into this space where we want to do everything ourselves. We say, God, you're awesome. I can even love you. I'm grateful that you've saved me, but I'm going to put you over there now and I'm going to continue in life and I'm going to call, you, call on you when I need you, right? And this is what Galatians 3 says. How foolish can you be? This is not me. This is in the Bible, okay? And I'm included. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? In other words, why are you living in your own strength? And hear this. That's what people who don't know Jesus are doing. Why would people who know Jesus do that, right? It doesn't make sense. We need God's help. We need God's power. He knows that. God is the one who gives us the love and the patience that's required to have a blessed marriage. Amen? God is the one who gives us the strength to be able to forgive people who hurt us. He helps us find freedom. Amen? God's the one who changes our heart. God is the one who helps us turn away from sin, actually change our lives. God's the one who helps us repent, say, I'm turning from my way and I'm turning to the Jesus way. God is the one who empowers us to do that. We've been created to live in that power. All right, so how do we live in the power of the Holy Spirit? I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you, okay? (laughs) Some of the things you can do. Go read Romans 8, that'll be great. Some of the things you can do to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Number one, you need to surrender your life to Jesus. He needs to be not only Saviour, but Lord. That means you surrender control to Him. He is the Lord of your life. It is no longer your way, it's His way. And it's a great thing. I want to encourage you in that. Number two, Get to know him through his word. If you want to know God and you're not reading his word, this is the way to do it. Get to know him. My life was turned upside down when I started reading the Bible. God just changed it. When I saw Jesus and who he is, my whole world changed. Everything changed and I was all in. That was it. Read your Bible, get to know God, have a relationship with Him. Number three, grow in faith. How do we grow in faith? By releasing control. It's the same as surrender, but this is about where our belief is. God, I'm going to release control. I'm going to trust you. And in this situation, I can't sort it out. I need you to do it. In this situation, there's no provision. I need you to provide. We start having faith for what God can do. Number four, we live each day in our identity as a child of God. We are a new creation. I'm talking about waking up in the morning and claiming it. I am a child of God. I've been made new by the blood of Jesus. The word says I am a new creation in Christ. I am not a slave to sin. 
I am led by the Holy Spirit. Today, I will be led by the Holy Spirit. If you wanna get real crazy, just say, good morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. What are we doing today? Let's go on an adventure. Yes and amen, Lord, to you leading my life. How do you know when you're living in the Spirit, right? It was easy for me. God, when I get angry, I don't punch people anymore. That was my old life, my new life. I love people and I bless my enemies. When I'm tempted to do this, that's not who I am anymore. That was my old life. I have a new identity in Christ. My new life, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. When you start seeing those decisions happen and it becoming more natural, you're living in the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. I want to talk about one of the fun things. Um, There are times where the Holy Spirit will hijack our agenda, okay? Just like Philip, tell you to go somewhere, do something, pray for someone. And this is a really fun stuff in my opinion. God has plans that are far bigger than we often know. And he's constantly at work. And part of living in the Spirit is being in any situation and just saying, God, what do you want to do in this space? Because I'm here for this, but you might want to do something different. And I remember a few years ago, I was in a cafe and I was uh, having breakfast with a friend. And as the waitress came over and bought our food, um, the only way I could describe it is that I kind of saw and felt in me that she, uh, there was this darkness all over her. And I, I was overwhelmed by it. Like I was instantly made to feel really sad. And I felt this sense of um, suicide, like not for myself, but what I could feel coming off her. And it broke my heart. And anyway, she went off and I'm talking with my friend. And while I'm kind of talking with my friend, I'm like, Lord, is there something you want me to do while I'm here today? And uh, as I'm chatting with my friend, this is just going on in my mind. And then I felt, the God, I felt God speak to me. Um, and he gave me a picture. Um, it was a picture of the way that a father looks at his cherished daughter. And I could feel God's love for her. And he said to me, I want you to tell her that she's my little girl And when I look at her, I see a beautiful rose, really specific. And I'm feeling, I'm I'm a crier, and I'm feeling this, like, whoa, Lord, like, that's so cool. But I've still got to get up and go and approach this random stranger, right, who is now behind the cafe. There's other people around and stuff. I'm the weird one, right? And so we finished our breakfast, and... um, I said to my mate, oh, I've just got to go say hi to this person. He's like, yeah, cool. And uh, he's really up to speed with weird stuff as well. So he's like, go for it. And uh, I went over to this girl and just introduced myself. And I said, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus. And sometimes I feel like God shows me things. And today I just felt like God wanted me to come and tell you that um, you're his special little girl and that he sees you like a beautiful rose. And... Um, it's like all the background noise just stops in these moments. And your heart's like, kudum, kudum, kudum. And as I'm saying these words, she's just locked in, right? And she just starts crying. And I think it's good tears, right? And um, anyway, we talk a tiny bit, but I realise that she's messed up, like in a good way. 
and she doesn't really want to explain anything or talk about what's going on in her, but I guess it was significant in some way. And I walked out of the cafe and that was it. And I thought, God, I have no idea what you were doing right then, but I'm so grateful that you spoke to me and you included me in on that. And in the power of your spirit, I believe that you were doing something significant in that person's life. And I was, I was actually hoping and praying that God did something to save her life, literally save her life. This is the fun stuff when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we have a choice. Are we gonna be obedient to those promptings as the Holy Spirit speaks? Are we gonna say, yes, Lord, I will stop what I'm doing. I was really enjoying this breakfast with my friend. I didn't know I was on duty that day, but it seems that I was. And I'm gonna do what you actually want me to do. This is a life of walking in the Spirit. Band, I'm gonna get you guys up and I want you to hear this this morning, this is my heart, is that we are living in crazy days. It's not hard to see that. We encounter all sorts of people, boastful, proud, like the scripture says, people that scoff at God, people who are disobedient to their parents, people who are ungrateful, the list goes on and the list goes on. Now, of course, we don't wanna be any of those people, right? And that's where we need the work of God's Spirit. But my heart today is to encourage us, let's not be the people who appear godly, but reject God's power that makes us godly. There is too much at stake, both for us and for the world around us. Let's lean in to God's power and partner with Him. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus yet for yourself. And I want you to hear this today is that Jesus will change everything for you. If you can open your heart and say yes to Him, God will come. He'll live inside of you. He will empower you for the life that He has created you to live. And He's good. He's got great things for you. Today can be the day where you say yes to Jesus and where you receive His presence into your life. Maybe you're here today and you realise that you've been living a powerless form of Christianity where you've said yes to Jesus, but you've continued in your own strength. Maybe today is just that day for you to say, Lord, I wanna to come to you afresh and say, I wanna live in your power. I need your power. And maybe you literally need to say, God, I'm sorry for living my own way when you have a better way for me. And so I wanna invite you to jump on your feet. And I'm just, response is very simple this morning. I'm gonna pray. And if God's speaking to your heart and you wanna live empowered, I just wanna give you an invitation this morning. All I'm gonna ask you to do is just raise your hands as I pray this morning, just to say, yes, Lord, fill me, use me, 
I welcome the work of your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to do this in our own strength. We thank you that life isn't just about all the strength that we can muster up, Lord, so we can push through, Father, but that you make a way. You empower us, Lord, to live your way. And so this morning, God, we just say, Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you. We pray for a new day for people who have turned away or perhaps have been living their own way, Lord. This is a new day where we live in your strength, Father. We pray for your forgiveness and your grace to flow, Lord, where we've turned our backs on you, Lord. This is a new day in your grace, Father. And so Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. And we just say, come. Let your presence fill this place as we worship you today. We pray this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.